Welcome to Good Enough Creative, a podcast for creative people. And welcome back. I'm your host, Marie Green, and I am back after a little tropical vacation with my family, and I'm so excited to be back. I love a good vacation. I haven't taken one like a proper vacation in years, so it was really, really nice to have that time, but it's also really nice to be back. I'm kind of a workaholic, and I love what I do, so I'm excited to be back at my desk, and I am filled with new inspiration and ideas, and I'm just thrilled to have a few minutes with you in the latter half of your week or whenever you might be listening. So I had a little flash of inspiration recently about advice, and I knew it was something I wanted to chat about here on the podcast, because if there's one thing we get a lot of, whether we want it or not, it's advice, right? And I'm a bit of a rebel. You may know that already, but I'm not really keen on advice. And I want to share a few reasons why I think advice can really get in our way. Now, I'm not saying I never ask for it. I'm not saying I never give it. And I'm not saying advice is always a bad thing. But there are times when maybe it gets in our way a little bit. So here I am giving you my advice on why you should consider steering clear of most of the well-meaning but not actually helpful advice that you're given and why I think the best advice can be found in one of two places. And I'll tell you what those two things are later in this episode. So let's dig in, shall we? The problem with advice is that it's super easy to see a solution to something that's outside of us. When we're in the trenches, we can get a little bit overwhelmed with the details and lose the perspective that exists outside of our little bubble. Others who aren't right in the thick of it have a better vantage point. That's true. But what they don't have is the same experience or the responsibility for the outcome. It's so darn easy to give advice when you're not the one who has to live with the outcome or deal with the aftermath, right? And as creative people, we're often navigating unfamiliar territory, which can get a little murky sometimes. So much of what we do as creatives is pave our way through new ideas, right? We're creating new paths. We're sometimes creating things that have never been created before. And we're working in channels that don't always have defined rules about how things are to be done, which leaves a lot of room for interpretation. Even when it comes down to something as simple as what should I charge for my product? When you're the one who makes the product, it's tough to also put a price on it that feels worth your time, but also what a customer will pay. So it's natural to reach out and ask for advice. And in some cases, advice is really useful, but in others, it can be paralyzing. So I want to kind of go about talking about some of the best ways to utilize outside advice as a creative person, when to ask for it, how to ask for it, when to take the advice, and when to go with your gut. When it comes to asking for advice, our first instinct can often be to ask the people that we know well. So we round up our best friend or our family and we ask them questions like, does this painting look good? Do you think this combination of fabrics go well together? Does this handmade bracelet feel too heavy? 
how do you like the first chapter of my book? Do you think people will buy this? Should I launch this new business idea? Should I take up this new hobby? And on and on, you know what the drill's like, right? And then the advice comes. Heck, it often comes even when we don't ask for it. And then we're presented with this kind of weird dilemma. Do we take the advice even if it disagrees with what we think is the right thing to do? Or do we disregard the advice and potentially hurt feelings of someone who gave it to us? So it's a trap that I think is particularly common for women because we often find ourselves wanting to please the people that we love, but it really is a trap sometimes. And I think it's important that we stop and notice when we're taking advice for the wrong reasons. So first, we need to identify the different kinds of advice we might be asking for. So I'll give you a little list of things that we're going to talk about, but then we're going to go back through each one and talk about them in a little more detail. So the first is reassurance, which isn't actually advice, but it tends to open up the channel for advice. So it can be tricky. The second is an informed opinion or an opinion based on experience. Third is confirmation advice. And fourth is a general opinion. So let's talk about reassurance. As a creative, I think we're naturally a bit sensitive to what other people think because we, what we create, it feels like an extension of ourselves. Heck, as human beings, we're sensitive to that. So it's natural to want a little bit of reassurance. But reassurance comes with opinions. Um, one of my teachers in middle school gave us an assignment to illustrate a poem and I toiled over one perfect red rose and I took it up to my teacher to show her and yes, to get reassurance. And she told me I needed to go sit back down and fill the rest of the page with drawings. Now, to my mind, one really beautifully drawn rose was the perfect illustration for the poem. But in her mind, I needed to fill all the white space in order to call it good. She took out her pen and she scribbled a flower on a notepad and said, anyone can scribble a flower in a few seconds. I was crushed. Not only was my art not a scribble, but I had labored over it, over it. Like to me, it was perfect. So when I showed my teacher what I thought she'd say was gorgeous. Oh, what a beautiful rose. That's what I thought was coming. And instead she compared it to a scribble and she dismissed me. I tell you this story because Asking for reassurance sometimes doesn't go as planned. If you're feeling really good about something, stay in that space and don't invite an opinion that may or may not be in alignment with what's true for you. Was my rose the most perfect drawing in the world? I doubt it. I'm not that great of an artist. And if you've taken a class with me, you know my art skills leave a little bit to be desired. But I will say I did put my whole heart into it and I really tried. And the point is that I was happy with it. And sometimes that's the thing that matters. So before you reach out for reassurance, ask yourself, do I love this? Does this feel like my best work? Am I proud of this? Then awesome. You don't need anyone else to tell you it's good enough. If you genuinely look at it and think, geez, I don't know. This is either the most amazing thing I've ever made or it's an actual piece of junk and I'm so close to the situation that I can't tell anymore, then okay. Maybe having an outside opinion could help. But if you love it, then you love it. You don't need any reassurance. But let's talk about asking for advice in the form of an informed opinion. 
So over the years, I found myself taking advice from people who genuinely care about me, but who don't actually have any experience on the subject. If you want advice on building a business, do you ask someone who's never had one? Logically, it makes sense that we wouldn't go to someone like that for advice, but often we do because they're close, they're handy, and they're willing, and they're safe. Oh my gosh, people love to give you advice about what they'd do if they were you, even if they don't have a track record to back it up. If you want to know about building a creative business, you'd want to ask someone who's been there, done that, and has a track record of success. That means they've been in the trenches, they've made the hard decisions, they've put in the time, they've faced the fears, they know what it takes. And likely they have a pretty good idea of what works and what probably won't. It doesn't mean they have all the answers, but I'd rather ask someone who's been around that block than someone who's an armchair quarterback, happy to tell you what they think you should do, but with no actual experience in the game. Listen, even our very favorite people might do that. Sometimes even we do it without realizing. I know I have been guilty of this. It also kind of reminds me of a BBC movie. I cannot remember which one it was off the top of my head, but there's this scene when an accomplished young woman visits her beau's stern Victorian grandmother, and the young woman is asked to play the piano, and she plays beautifully. And the grandmother, who cannot be bothered for a compliment, says, I'd have been an accomplished pianist if I'd ever taken the time to learn. Of course she would have, right? We can all believe we'd be amazing at the thing we've never actually tried. This also reminds me, oh my gosh, and I'm mortified to admit this, but many years ago before I was a parent, I took a little parenting workshop and I was the only one in the group who didn't have children. I was pregnant with my first. And if I remember correctly, I had more advice to offer than anyone else in the room because it's really easy to be an expert, especially about parenting when you have no idea what you're talking about. I think back on that and I laugh, oh my gosh, so embarrassing, because I'm sure the other parents in the room were rolling their eyes so hard at my naive, overly idealistic views about what parenting should be like. Ah, I can't believe it. But it was a long time ago, and you know what? I've, I've grown a lot since then and gotten a little bit wiser. But my point is, if you want good, solid advice... Ask someone who not only has a good head on their shoulders, but who's been where you want to go. Someone who's familiar with what it takes. Someone who understands the cost of the creative life. Someone who's had to answer those questions for themselves and they've had success along the way. I've gotten and given a lot of advice over the years, including that short stint of parenting advice before I was a parent. And I've discovered that the ones worth listening to are the ones who've traveled the path before. I'm working on a new course that I'll be launching sometime next year, I'm not sure when yet, on building a creative business. And my reason for doing it is because all along the way of building my own business, I found that there was a lot of advice about business, but not a lot of advice about a creative business, business for makers. I had to pave the way myself, but in doing so, I figured out where good advice comes from and where it doesn't. And where it doesn't come from is from people who sit on the sidelines, who talk a big game, but who haven't done the work. If you want good advice, get an an informed opinion from someone who's been there. 
The third kind of advice I want to talk about is confirmation advice. This is the advice we ask for when we already know the answer and we just want someone to second the motion. This is where you've made a decision to go do that big, exciting next thing and you're about to press the go button, but you just want someone else to say, yes, you're doing the right thing. Getting the response you need can often be shaped by the way you ask the question for this kind of advice. Because what if all you want is a little nudge forward, but instead they say something that makes you hesitate? If you just want confirmation, then it helps to frame your request with that specific goal in mind. So for example, if you're thinking you'd like to invest in a new hobby, Maybe it's something a little bit expensive um, and you've thought about it for ages and you've done a lot of research and you just can't shake the feeling that it's something you just really need to try. Then before you ask for confirmation advice, be sure to preface your request by saying something like this. Look, I'm about to do this thing. I'm really excited, but I'm also a little nervous because I might not be good at it. I'm going to do it either way, but I just need someone else to tell me that, no, I'm not too old to try something new. Or I'm trying to give myself permission to try something new, even if it turns out that I'm not good at it. And I'd love a cheerleader in my corner. Would you be my cheerleader as I fumble my way forward on this? And also, if you want confirmation, don't ask the most negative person in your life. People who aren't living their dreams, people who aren't giving themselves permission to live full, creative lives aren't going to be supportive of you living yours. It stinks, but it's true. So think about who you're asking and then ask for advice in a way that helps the advice giver support you in the best possible way. Last but not least is looking for advice in the form of a general opinion. Be wary of this, my friend. Opinions are cheap and they're usually driven by beliefs and motives that the opinion giver isn't even aware of. Whether you're asking your family members, your closest friends, people in your creative circle or strangers on the internet, be sure you don't lend more weight to opinions than they deserve. Opinions usually say more about the person giving them than they do about you. And while there are times that a random opinion may tell you exactly what you need to hear in that moment, serendipity does happen, but often instead it can clog up the decision-making process and make it harder to get clarity for yourself, or it can distract you from something that you already know is right for you. I was recently at a live event with best-selling author Rachel Hollis, and she said she doesn't take advice from anyone who's not in the trenches with her. If they're not putting in the hours, making the sacrifices, and dealing with the outcomes of the decisions, then their opinion doesn't count. I know you've had someone tell you, you know what you should do, and then they proceed to tell you everything they'd do if they were you, except they're not you. And they're not doing it either. Not only that, but if we simmer this down and we talk about advice on a really small scale, like even about the best way to work a particular technique in your chosen craft, even that kind of advice can be distracting sometimes. I can't tell you how many people in my industry, in the knitting industry, are trapped in a cycle of poor results with some of their projects just because of bad advice. And it doesn't mean the advice came from a bad place. Usually people give advice thinking it's the right thing or thinking that they're helping. 
but it's not always the advice you need. So before you take anyone's advice, check to see if they're getting the kind of results that you want for yourself. Because if they're not, then maybe their advice isn't right for you. It doesn't mean they're wrong. I really want to make sure to say that because advice often comes from a place of someone wanting to help. It comes from a really good place. But just because they want to help doesn't mean they have the answer that you need. Ultimately, and this is just my opinion, but I think there are really only two places to seek advice. Number one, go with your gut. And number two, ask someone who's been there. I am a big believer in going with your gut because I think most of the time we already know the answer to the thing we're trying to sort out. We know what we want to do, but sometimes we lack the confidence to just do it. Or we're afraid to take responsibility for the outcome because what if we fail, right? And it feels safer to have someone else make that final decision for us. But the truth is you have to do the work. You have to live with the outcome. And deep down, you already know whether or not you're up for that task. If you want to sign up for a metal smithing course because you're sick and tired of not being a jewelry maker, then by golly, go sign up for that course. No one knows better than you do if it's time for you to take that next step. If you want to sell what you make, don't let someone else talk you out of it. When I first started my business, so many people told me there's no money in it. And then one person, a business coach, told me not to listen to those naysayers. And because one person cut through the noise and gave me permission to drown out the voices that said it can't be done, I went forward believing that it could. And I did. I built a creative business that I absolutely love and I get to work with the most amazing creative people day in and day out. What an amazing gift that is. And if I listened to the naysayers, I wouldn't be here today. So today, I want you to reevaluate the advice you've been listening to. Is it coming from someone who's been there and might really have some good ideas to help you accomplish your dreams? Do the gut check. Does the advice feel like it clicks with what you believe is right for you, with what you know is important to you? You know that feeling where you're stuck between two decisions and you can't figure out which one you really want the most? You kind of feel like they both might be right or they both might be wrong and you're just not sure. Maybe you've been presented with an opportunity and you're on the fence. If you say yes, then it's a big commitment and it's a bit stressful, but it could be awesome for your future. If you say no, then it gives you more time to work on the things you currently have going, and it might just be less stressful overall. And you're sitting there on the fence and you're thinking, gosh, I just honestly don't know which way to go on this. I always lead with the idea that deep down, I already know the answer to what's right for me. And to help tease it out, I'll do one of two things. One is I'll flip a coin and I'll tell myself, okay, heads I say yes, tails, I say no. And then I'll flip a coin and I'll see how I feel. If the coin says no and I feel relief, then I know that's the decision I wanted to make. But if the coin says no and I feel disappointed, then I know I really want to say yes to that opportunity. And so that's what I'll do. It can just kind of help me really sort out how I really feel about it. Another thing that works for me is I'll make the decision in secret And I'll just wear it around for a couple of days before I fully commit. So I'll decide, okay, 
I'm going to say yes to this cool new opportunity, but I don't tell anyone that that's what I'm doing. I'll just decide it and I'll wear it around in my head for a few days. I'll just act as if I'll start thinking about everything I'll need to do to make it happen. I'll start planning my calendar around it. I don't spend any more energy thinking about not doing the thing. I just live as if I've already decided yes. And I spend my energy on what it looks like to go forward with that. And then after a few days, if I feel totally overwhelmed and stressed out, then I know what I need to do. And I can also try this the other way of just temporarily deciding, no, I'm not going to do it. And I'll wear that around for a few days and see, do I feel relieved? Do I feel disappointed? Wearing a decision around temporarily for a few days, like literally making the mental decision so you don't spend any more time thinking, should I or shouldn't I? You just act as if, okay, I've decided I should, this is what I'm going to do. But you still have the opportunity to change your mind because you haven't made that known yet. You've just decided it in your mind. Wearing that decision around for a few days can really help you provide your own confirmation. When it comes to advice, you're the expert on you. Yes, there are times when we need someone else's support, feedback, or advice, but just be sure that when you're looking for outside advice, that you're asking the right people. If you just want confirmation, be sure to frame your request by saying that you've already decided and you just want a little cheerleading. Side note, people are far more supportive of an idea if you've already made the decision to do it. If they think there's still time to talk you out of it, believe me, they'll try. I am not sure what it is about the psychology on that, but I've seen it proven true time and time again. So if you just want confirmation, be clear that you've already made your decision and you're just looking for some extra support. More than anything, trust yourself. Go with your gut. And if you need outside help, look for someone who's already been there and can point you in the right direction. That's it for this week. I am so excited as always to get to share a little bit of your week. Thank you for taking the time to be here. And if you find my podcast helpful, I'd love for you to rate and review it and share it with a friend. And if you want to follow along in the work that I do or learn more about the creative business course I'll be launching in 2020, maybe get on the wait list. There are links in the show notes. Oh, here we are, the end of another episode. You were born for a vibrant, creative life, my friend. Keep making time for it. Keep showing up for it. That thing you're inspired to create, we need more of that. Keep it coming. Until next time, you've got this. Bye.